I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off Welcome to We Have the Facts, one novice's guide to all things Death Cap Cutie and one expert's reflection on over 20 years of history. I'm your novice Ali Abdulatif, and with me as always is my expert and co-host, Justin Tachi. How's it going, guys? By the way, you fucked that up a little yep, bit. Yep, I said my expert, and <laughs> you say my co-host and expert, or expert and my co-host. Not like that. that that's on me. We're leaving and it in. We're, whatever. Yeah, we've, we've been uh, gone for two weeks. We, we fuck up. This is how it is now. Yeah, it seems like everybody pretty much hates us at this point, I think. Yeah, we're we're, just, like, we're sorry we've been gone for some time. Um, we are sorry. It's just that a lot of things have been happening in our lives. Uh, Ali, share some things for us. Um, I'm, I mean, they already know I'm in Baltimore uh, doing a master's program, being all science and stuff, or engineering now. Ooh. Which, by the way, people, um, just letting you know that I apparently am now taking on new projects because Ali refuses to do the projects. I don't want to do my own projects. That's why you're here. Also, to be fair, it's not that he's also incompetent to do the projects, so now I have to help him with the projects. Exactly. That, that's what this friendship is based on, Justin. I don't do things for people, Ali. Uh, you do things for me. <laughs> that's true. You are a handsome feller. Uh, all right. Well, the reason we haven't recorded, though, has not been because I'm busy. It's because you went on vacation. So tell us about your vacation. Whoa. Putting all the blame on me. 100%, yeah. <laughs> wow. The Reddit's just going to explode on me, on the other guy, not Ali. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the Reddit still cares uh, about us. So I went to Chicago. Uh-huh. I went to the Riot Fest. Yes, yes. Um, tell us the lineup. Uh this is my third ride fest. I've gone to all of them since the year 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, in my opinion, uh, not the best out of the years that I've been in the past. That's disappointing. Um, I think that the the acts, at least the acts that played, um, even ones that I was really looking forward to, like Beck and stuff, didn't play sets that I was really about. All right. Well, um, give us give I us the lineup. I did really like though seeing Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. I really did like seeing Bad Religion play Suffer all the way because Bad Religion, uh, nice. Which is their 1986 album. It was the 30 year anniversary, or no, 1986. Yeah, I think it's 86. Um, 30 year anniversary, uh-huh. and um, it's my favorite punk record of all time. So, okay, fair enough. Um, I also got to see Kenny, aka Brown Bear. That's and, Justin's best friend um, for all of you who have not been following the podcast closely. Yes, he is my best friend from college. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, as, as Ali knows, I have to have always a best brown friend at all stages in life. So. Yeah, and now that I'm gone, who, who have you replaced me with? Uh, I have not found a best brown friend yet. Ooh, it's really, you're all on your um, own. They find me. <laughs> <laughs> you're just letting the universe bring you one? That's really what happens. I mean, the, the, the universe brought me Kenny in a Nirvana shirt in Calc 3 class. The universe brought me you, King Homer. <laughs> It all happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, all right. So what else? Give us more of your trip. Uh, my trip was pretty cool. I went to um, a bunch of really good restaurants. I went to this uh, one-star Michelin restaurant in, called Royster. Um, they had some interesting, very interesting food. Uh, the highlights were the Fogwa, um chocolate bar 
and the um, crab rice, which was in a rosemary and saffron with lime and sushi rice. And mm-hmm. also, I really enjoyed the um, – they had hush puppies with uh, – I think it was goose liver. Or no, 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 it was chicken liver. Uh, chicken liver mousse. That was very interesting. All right. And also the roasted oysters, which were covered in a chipotle port wine butter sauce. That sounds incredible. Also, I apologize for the knocking around. Homer's been uh, running around the room trying to play with stuff. God damn it, Homer. Yeah. As always, Homer is uh, part of the recording process. Yep. Um, He's he's basically like sitting in right now. Hi, Homer. Woo! Um... How's Homer been? Let's give the Homer update. Homer's been good. We went to a park the other day, and there were, like, I don't know, six other dogs, and they all, like, ran together and, like, played in the creek. And then I was like, oh, this would have been a good picture to send to George to put on the Instagram, but, like, I don't feel like doing that. To be fair, George is done with the Instagram. He He says he's been done with the Instagram, but he's still posted things several times after his goodbye post. That is fair. I don't know. Maybe he just can't let go. Maybe he's bored. I don't know which one it is. He's bored. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to see a bunch of old pictures of my dog, uh, go to at Mr. Homer on uh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, yeah, our friend so, George uh, posts a lot of pictures of my dog. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should really just dive into it. We're talking about codes and keys. Codes and keys. Which is a very keys. divisive record. Uh-huh. I said just said codes and keys. Keep going. Divisive record in the uh, Death Cab um, uh, discography. Um, I don't know if anyone's really going to listen to this one, but I think it's an interesting listen because of the fact that just talking about this record, I think, just brings out a lot of passions and flames, and people feel a lot of things about this record. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we should just uh, go about it the, the normal way we go about it, which uh, is, Ali, how'd you feel about Codes and Keys? Okay, so I had, like, a lot of feelings about Codes and Keys, to be honest. Okay. Well, you I, had about three weeks to muddle it over, so... That's true. I've had a lot of time with this album, and I think the first thing that struck me was that it's it's more positive than most of his, their other albums, all of their other albums. Yeah, it's the most positive record, yes. So, I, like, I decided to do a kind of a dive into, like, oh, where was he in his life when he wrote this and stuff, and and it, this is during his marriage to Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, so he's She who must not him. be named. Um, and he's, like, happy and in a good place, but, I mean, it is, like, public knowledge that that relationship soon after uh, stopped being a thing. A.K.A. the Kintsugi record. <laughs> yes. Um, however, I don't know. If you listen to this song as a pre-breakup record, there's a lot of, like, layers that I might be just adding on my own. Like, that don't oh, so exist. you feel the breakup coming? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the way he writes, where there's, like, an inherent, like, negativity even in his positive stuff. But, like, knowing retrospectively that the relationship ended gives this, like, weird, like, in-denial-type songwriting. So when, like, Home is a Fire, I feel like you can look at it as, like, a positive song. You can also look at it as, like, a negative song. And I think, like, that kind of dichotomy of, like, you're not sure 
is this, does he know that the breakup is coming thing? But I, I know that's all like in retrospect. I know that's that's me reflecting back on it. Well, also to be fair, he was very unhappy in writing this record because I know that he was doing it in L.A. and he wasn't with any of his friends, so unlike family and all that kind of stuff. So like, I don't think that you're wrong in saying that he's coming from a negative place. Whether or not it's coming through, I mean, it's probably coming subconsciously because clearly the relationship didn't work out. But also, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that just being away from home because as we know ben gibbard hates la that's fair i guess i mean i don't i mean i don't love la but i'm not gonna strongly shit on it like ben gibbard would so that's fair so um i guess my feeling on the record is um so i listened to the record a couple times it's been a long time since i've listened to the whole thing through all the way through yeah and um i liked it more than i remembered uh-huh. So, but still not my favorite record. Um, but there are very strong songs on the record. Um, especially some that make its way onto the live album with, uh, Magic Orchestra, Magic Magic Orchestra. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think it's, I mean, I, I still think it's a good record. I just don't, I don't think it fits. And I think that it's kind of scattered in in its approach. Interesting. I would argue that, like, I like a lot of it, but I kind of don't distinguish any one song as particularly, like, amazing. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I don't know about that. I think there's, like, two tracks in particular that I think are very good. Well, how about we um, jump in and find out as we go? Yep. Well, let's start off. Home is a fire. <laughs> fire um i think it's actually a pretty good opening track to an album that they've that they've had i, I agree i, I do think it was a pretty good opening track um i like the echo vocals i think those are very fun i think that makes the track kind of distinguishable amongst the rest on this album that's fair um I think that I kind of agree with your sentiment of this possibly could lead towards it being a negative song rather than it being a positive song. Yeah, I, I kind of get that feeling of like, like, or maybe like the duality of it too, like how f- the fire like is a source of warmth, but the fire is also like, it hurts, you know? Yeah, and I think that kind of what he was exploring in, in that and I don't think it's really has to do with it being necessarily warmth all the time but also 
I think that also gives a lot of pain. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like that kind of thing can be interpreted throughout the album, whether it's actually there or not. I mean, I think he... I don't think... If it is there, frankly, I don't think that he meant to put it there. Mm-hmm. But I know that they wanted to try a lot of weird things on this record with a lot of different types of like instrumentation, different sound effects, and all that kind of stuff. I think this is one of the songs that it's a success mm-hmm. in trying new things. Um, whereas some of the tracks, as we go through this album, I will probably point out that the effects are either a little overused or I don't understand why we're doing this. I will say, so for this song, I really like the intro of it. And then kind of a little bit later in the song, I kind of get bored of it. But then I like the triumphant, like, kind of, like, once the drums kick in and everything. Oh, yeah, I think, that's like, fair. that's, like, I feel like that makes the song. But I think it, like, I think it drags a little too long. That's fair. So, um, I guess we should dive into the next track. The, the title, title track. track. Codes what? and Keys. and keys all right so this track um i like it i think it's a really fun piano track i think that it uh exemplifies ben gibbard's uh voice very well and i don't i think it's one of the stronger tracks on the album i i agree i think it's a pretty good song and like so far like the first song second song i like both of them Again, none of them, like, really stand out to me as, like, oh, this is Death Cab at its finest. But, like, I, at this point, I, I'm, I'm kind of, like, still feeling the album. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I think that this is a very, um, I wouldn't say nothing track. I don't think it's a middle-of-the-album boring track. I think it's a very good, just feel-good track. I think it's it's one of those rare moments where Death Cab kind of makes... Not necessarily a nuanced track, but also it's not really necessarily dragging or feeling bored. It's more of just like, oh, that felt good. Like, what, what's what's going on? Cool. Um, here's a question, and I haven't researched this at all. Do we know why the album is called Codes and Keys? I do not at all. Huh. Maybe we should do our research. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was- I assume it has to do with the fact I, I was just going to make up some bullshit, really. Honestly, yeah. I have no idea. That's probably Justin, what's the name of this show? Just quickly. Um, It's called We Don't Have the Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called We Know Nothing and We Just Like Listening to Music. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in that case, um, let's play another song. I'm definitely not going to be Googling the name of the, the album while we play this, but some boys...
Some boys. So, I feel like this is one of those tracks that I was talking about before where they're like, get a little overzealous with, let's try some effects. Um, yeah, there, there are quite a few effects in this song, I'll say that. Um, um, I will say, back to my point of, I don't hate the song, by the way, I just think it's a little bit too repetitive for me, and I, I don't... I think it's a nothing track for me, I... Temper. I don't really see any value in it at all. Okay, at some point in the to... song, there is a woman's voice harmonizing with him. Is that his wife at the time? His then wife? Uh, I don't know that actually, but I do know that that there is a woman harmonizing with him, and I think that that plays into some fact that there's you know the boys and the the ladies. So, um, but I don't think that it is her. I could be wrong. Though. I I I I do think that's her. Uh, and also it adds another layer of the whole, like, you know, who's going to break up with her for me because like some boys just don't know how to love and like he's saying it and she's saying it and it kind of sounds differently when each of them say it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm onto something here. Like I think death cab fans are going to rally. They're going to lift me up on their death cab shoulders and parade me down the street. (laughs) You mean you're going to come back from uh, your transatlanticism feelings and how you felt about it? I love that album. I just did not care for that specific song. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know what? Let's give some shout. I feel like Vinit was very <laughs> angered by this. Oh, we're talking. We have. We're talking about a very specific fan right now. <laughs> we're well, referencing individual like fans by like- name. As the show's winding down, we're going to be calling you guys out by name now. <laughs> Shout out to Nerdy Birdie. We like your, we like your uh, your your drive and your and your fun. Oh, cool. We're just gonna shout everyone out now. <laughs> yeah, just shout out everybody. There's a let me pull up a list of a few hundred people so you can like just sit name name them all. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, um, no, I mean, like, like. I, honestly, I guess side sidebar. Ali texted me two days ago, listeners, that is the podcast dead? <laughs> and I said no. <laughs> it had been two weeks. You hadn't told me at all like what the recording plans were, and I just assumed maybe the show's dead. I don't know. To be fair, I will tell you this, listeners. He is sitting on an episode that is a gold mine and has not edited it yet. We could have released I, it while I was on vacation. I think we're going to release that one a little bit later on. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of am sitting on it for a while. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, there is a guest on that one, so that's a little teaser of that. But anyway. Uh, anyway, let's just move on. Doors unlocked and open. like the song a lot and i think this is the redemption for long division fair enough it's a it's a good song i i will say this 
feeds back into my theory. Like, all of the song is kind of about, like, drowning and uh, about, like, isolation. I mean, that's fair. I think I think it is a happy record that is coding a subconscious man that is sad. Now, to be fair, I think the song is probably more about, like, him not liking the city he's in. Which is fair. And you said he wrote this in California, and, it, and we know he doesn't like California, so that's all very likely what he means. However, maybe subconsciously, he doesn't like himself or his marriage. Right? Yeah. By the way, that was a bomb effect, people. Um, bomb made effect? from my mouth. <laughs> all right, how do you feel about it? Um, like I said, I, I, think, I, I just think it's interesting that you don't like repetitive songs. And you sort of like this one. I just thought that it was interesting, kind of. I think this song perfected the effects they try to do in Long Division, and it is a little bit more complex and a little more layered. I like this track a lot. Um, I think this is a standout track. Um, definitely a little bit, uh, kind of grips you a little bit more than Some Boys, whereas Some Boys kind of slowed it down for you. Yeah, I will say, um, I've kind of gotten to this place where I'm accepting Death Cab for Death Cab. Like, I'm realizing what they are and what they're not, and like, I'm, I'm okay with their repetitiveness now, kind of like I get sometimes it's their thing. So you mean you're okay with Highway? I don't think I ever uh, will be, but I do think that maybe at some point we should do like a like a second chance episode. Maybe like if listeners like shoot us uh, songs that they think if I re-listen to I might enjoy. Because I do think Sometimes, like, especially, like, later on when I'm editing the episodes and I'm putting in the songs, uh, I kind of get this feeling that, oh, I, I don't think I hate the song as much as I said I did. Do you think that Poland will care about that? I don't think anyone will care, but... Oh, no. I still think we should do it. Um, oh, also, the other day, um, Homer and I were at the pet store with my brother, and there was a song playing on the radio, and I go, like, Oh, that's a Death Cab for Cutie song. And I think it's the first time I just recognized the Death Cab song in the wild. Was it a new track or was it an old track? No, it was an old track. I can't remember which song it was. I think it might have been like Soul Meets Body or something. But it, it hadn't gotten to like any of the hooks. It was just the the melody. And like I was like, oh, that's that's Death Cab. Look at you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I guess we should go on to the next track. All right, let's keep moving then. You are a tourist.
a tourist. Uh, so this was the first single off the album when it was first released. Fair um, enough. It, it is... Um, so I like the song, actually. I do think it's very positive. Um, I mean, I could dig into the lyrics and, like, point out some places where I'm like, this fits in with my theory that he's secretly sad. Like, he talks about, like, doubts and whatever, but, like... But I think this is probably one of the happier songs, if you will, on the record. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the song a lot. I think that the uh, the bass line is fucking killer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good bass line. It's a fun song. Um, I think that the lyrics are... I would say in between, I, I would say like an in between. I don't think they're necessarily very very gleeful, or um, you know, bursting at the seams with happiness. But I think it's a it's an exploratory song. Yeah, definitely. Um, the hook is really awesome. I think that the um, the guitar solo a little bit is pretty cool that they do every once in a while. The riff is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's all in all just a very well produced Death Cab track. I will also I say so guitar is heavily missing in a lot of this album, and I think it that's kinda nice in the song. Yeah, I will say I think this song could have fit very well on plans. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, I agree. So um which leads me to believe that a lot of this record was I think Narrowstairs was the last record that kind of had any cohesiveness to this, whereas this record's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's bad by any means. I just mean that I don't think that, one, thematically, I don't think we're even really um, that cohesive. I think it's the least thematically cohesive record that he's probably made. Maybe. I mean... Um, I would say Cozing Keys is probably, if you had to give it a theme at this point, it's more just like moving to somewhere you don't know, kind of just interacting and feeling it out and starting your life with someone. All right. Well, unobstructed views. Unobstructed views. This song bores me. It is boring, and I had just forgotten how long that intro takes. Like, <laughs> we just sat here and listened to, like, I mean, we were going to edit this down when you guys listened to it, but we listened to so much just intro music. So boring. <laughs> it's also, my problem with it is that it's it's static. It doesn't feel like an instrumental intro. We've heard instrumental intros from them before. Like, um, it doesn't uh, build at all. It just stays at this, like, it sounds like it might build, and then it just stays there, which is even seems more annoying. Yeah, it's there's just something about the song. I mean, it's called unobstructed views, but there's kind of like a like an obstructed view thing happening where we kind of not getting the whole picture. Wow, man. wow, really, uh, really poetic there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I've gotten very poetic through the course of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> did Baltimore bring that out in you? I mean. To be fair, like the grave of Edgar Allan Poe is here or whatever. Like it's 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 
<laughs> I'm connecting. You motherfucking raven over here. Quote the raven nevermore, man. Oh, by the way, I'm almost done with my book. Wow, Justin almost finished a book. Guys, Justin's learning to read, if you if you haven't been following. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> How's that going um, for you? What's up? How's that going for you? It's going good. I highly recommend the autobiography by uh, Johnny Marr, Boy Set Free. It's very good, um, very interesting, especially if you're into the Smiths. Give you a little nice insider peek. Um, Ali hates Morrissey, so... I don't hate Morrissey. I just think Morrissey's an asshole, but I think everyone agrees on that. Uh, I mean, I mean, we all agree. I think every every I don't think anyone's like, "Wow, Morrissey's a great person." <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like Johnny Marr is a good person. <laughs> so, um, you know what? I think we the, the fact that we're already talking about other things means we should just dive into the next track. <laughs> Monday morning. Monday morning. Uh, I like this song. I think it's the most forward, straightforward, like, love songy, like, happy song in this whole thing. And yet, it's it's definitely by far my favorite. I don't agree with you. I think the most uh, straightforward song is actually the last song. But uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Oh, fair enough, fair but, enough. But um, <laughs> um, I think that this track is really cool. I like the instrumentation. I think the lyrics are very straightforward and pretty nice and easy going. Um... I think it just gives you the solace of a Monday with your uh, with your partner and kind of how you feel about it. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful song, and it makes me think that like if they wanted to do like a a, a love album, they could have done that very well. I just don't think this is it, you know. Yeah, well, I also think that the fact that he hates where he lives doesn't help him. Yeah, this it feels like it could be a lot of a like a much more happier album, and I think I could support that. Like I could get behind it, but I feel like two things happen in this album. First of all, I think he loses a lot of the lyrical creativity he has, but you see it in yeah. a little bit of the love lovey parts, but like not really. It's kind of like much more subdued than some of the stuff we've seen before. And then a second thing is, I think he's kind of like a little bit jumping around emotionally and topic wise well i think that he's kind of a loss for words he doesn't know how to feel really and i think also just like he's more interested in really the music on this record and trying out like those new effects those new um uh you know new chord progressions that he's never tried before i think that that has a lot to do with it and that is hard to build his lyrical back his lyrical backing to anything Fair enough. I think I I would have preferred to see maybe the uh, we have the facts and we're voting yes uh, version of happiness. Like this kind of like shambled, put together different elements, kind of a story, kind of not in 
in this world, but like instead it's it's happiness and joy and finding these small moments in his life to to smile. That sounds like something that just came out recently, but whatever. <laughs> well, I haven't heard it yet, so let's move on to a different song. Portable television. Portable television shrouded in snow in a raggedy van on the side of the road. The night it had frozen through my little bones, so you took me in your arms. Squeezed out the cold Portable television Um, I think it's a fun little song I don't think that it's the best song But I think it's interesting Um I, I, I kind of get nothing from it. I, I wanted to like it, and just I, listening to it over and over again, it just didn't give me what I, I think it had for me. Which, again, this has happened to I me just with Death it, before. Yeah, I just think it's an old, old-timey old sounding song, but would I ever throw this song on a playlist or really listen to it otherwise than, than trying to listen to this record? Probably not. Uh-huh. Um, I've never thought, hey, let me listen to portable television. Yes. Um, I don't think this song is necessarily bad. I think it is the definition of what we call a filler track. Yeah. I mean, at some point we're going to do like a top 10 list and spoiler alert, I don't think anything off of this album hits it for me. I don't think anything reaches 10, top 10 of, of Death Cab. Um, I don't know. Let's go to the next track. All right. <laughs> let's keep going then. Underneath the Sycamore. My favorite track on the album. Uh, I will say I liked this song the first time I heard it quite a bit. And then, uh, so I I first listened to this album like three weeks ago when we first said we were going to do this episode. And I liked it throughout every listen. And then uh, last week when we uh, like are coming up, I was like, oh, let me listen to that song alone and see how I like it in isolation. And it doesn't do it for me. I think it... I like it in comparison to the rest of the album, but it's on its own. It's it's not amazing for me. See now, the live version on the Magic Magic Orchestra is very amazing. Um, okay. I highly recommend. We will listen to that when we talk about it. But um, I think I like this song more because of that. But I do like the lyrical content in this track. I feel like he's talking about the fact that he used to be really fucked up, really kind of a shitty dude, doesn't know kind of where he's going. Um, but he's trying to mend for it and he's kind of living this life of living in his marriage. Um, I also love rolling down the windows to the song and just driving the, uh, late summer, early fall away. Fair enough. I I mean, I see it. It's a pretty song, but it just, it doesn't hold its own for me. It's fair. 
I feel also, like I don't think I know what a sycamore is. What? I don't think I know what a sycamore is. It's a tree. Yeah, I don't think I'd know what it is. Like, I don't think if I see a sycamore, I'd be like, ooh, that's a sycamore. Okay. Um, I think that a lot of this track has to do, to be fair, this track I feel like hits a lot of nostalgia notes for me. So I think that's why I mainly like this track a lot. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to St. Peter's Cathedral. When the candle in the tunnel is flickering and sputters and fading faster. It's only then that you will know what lies above or down below. Or if these fictions only prove how much you've really got to St. Peter's Cathedral. Um, I think this track is pretty. I think it's nice. I like it. I think it's a nice, quiet song. I think I, I would have liked it on any other album. I think it's a good it's a good track. I think it's a good track. It's just I think that because we're lacking the cohesiveness here, I would like it more if it were put on another record. Yeah, it, it feels uh, oddly placed, I'll say. Yeah, I think, honestly, it could have been the last track, but... It just seems like towards the end of this record, they just kind of threw songs on. Yeah, yeah. It feels like, uh, again, like this this whole record kind of feels meandering. It feels not as focused as some of their other work is. Well, to be fair, I think that's where he was in his life at this time. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I know that it was kind of a chore to do. Um, I'm pretty sure Chris Walla and him got in plenty of fights actually recording this record so um yeah i mean that's all i really gotta say i think it's a pretty song i think it's really weirdly placed to your point um other than that i think that's kind of it for me all right well let's uh jump to the last uh song uh stay young and go dancing or stay young go dancing light is sweet in the valley of the bees in the valley of the beast and with her song in your heart it can never bring you down it can never bring you down Young Go Dancing. I mean, this is the most straightforward love song on the record. It's, it's a very happy song. It's a very boppy song. It's It doesn't feel like Death Cab at all, though. Well, I think Monday Morning still does kind of feel like Death Cab for me. That is fair. Um, fun fact, this was going to be my wedding song with my first uh, five-year girlfriend. It's, is that a thing people talk about when they've been dating for five years? I don't know. You pick wedding songs? Yeah. That's weird. This is- this is very d- when we're dumb and and think we're in love and shit. Oh, we we listen to dumb boppy music together. Uh, there's so many like yeah, touchstones exactly. of your life happening through Death Cab albums. 
I mean, it's not that. It's literally all of it. All of my life has pretty, <laughs> happened, pretty much happened through Death Cab Records. All right. Well, uh, so, um, I'm sorry so that didn't work out. Maybe at your next wedding. Song. What? I'm sorry that didn't work out. Maybe at your next wedding it will. Yeah, maybe at my next wedding, you know. So, maybe I'll have two, like uh, Ben Gibbard. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I think this track, I think it's a very beautiful song. I probably couldn't be any more objective than I am about this song, or biased, I guess that should say. Um, yeah, biased, I mean. Um, yeah, I think, uh, to your point before, I think this is the most straightforward love song on the record, and I think that it is weirdly placed <laughs> after yeah. St. Peter, Peter's Cathedral. Again, there's like a there's an entire issue with placement and pacing for this uh I think album. I think this was a record that the label wanted them to write a record, so they needed to make a record. Yeah. Well uh um, that's code and keys. Do you wanna whole... do favorites and least favorites? What? Do you wanna do favorites and least favorites? Yes, let's do favorites and least favorites. What is your favorite track? Uh I will say either You Are a Tourist or Monday morning. Okay, my favorite track is uh, Sycamore. Uh, and then I'll say maybe Unobstructed Views is my least favorite. You're freezing. Said I think maybe Unobstructed Views is my least favorite. Yeah, my least favorite would probably be Unobstructed Views. My favorite would be Sycamore, like I said before. All right, well, uh, that's that. So, Justin, tell the people, uh, what have you been listening to, enjoying? Do you have any plugs, any... Uh... Promos, whatever you want. Oh, oh boy, do I have a lot of plugs. All right. uh, a lot of albums just came out recently. Uh, the story so far, Proper Dose, very good record. Uh, Joyce Manor's new album, which is, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? Um, it's a very interesting title that I think you'd appreciate, Ali. And you'd actually like that record. I think you'd like Joyce Manor, honestly, as a whole. Um, the album is called Million Dollars to Kill Me. And the new Thrice record called Palms. They're all Ooh. very good albums. I do like Thrice. You actually like Thrice? A little bit, yeah. I didn't know you liked Thrice. <laughs> That's very surprising. All right, well, uh, let me plug some stuff. Uh, no Name just put out her uh, new album, 25, or Room 25, sorry. How is it? I really like it. So it's it's a little bit different than her mixtape. If you guys haven't listened to her mixtape, Telephone, it's, I think, like a 10 out of 10 record. It's amazing. Um, this is a little bit different, and it takes a little bit of time to grow on you, but once you kind of get it, it's really good. Um, also, not to cut you off, me and George watched the Quincy Jones um, uh, uh uh, documentary on Netflix that Rashida Jones made. It is a very interesting documentary. It is amazing how many me- people that person uh, discovered. He yeah. fucking discovered Oprah. Let's just say that. And he's so cool. He is very cool. Uh, what else? Uh, I want to plug real quick. Um, fuck. Can't remember right now. Wow, real cool. Leaving the listeners dragging. I guess I'll entertain the people. So, people... Um, 
You can follow us at, at the Facts Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, please send us any uh, questions or give us a lot of hate mail because we've been shitty to you guys for the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we've been ghosting you motherfuckers. Uh, please hit us up at wehavethefactspod at gmail.com. Uh, or at the Facts Pod at Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> well, I just I just said that. Fine. You were paying attention. I was going to say, I've been listening a lot to Queen, their first album. Very good. Like, it's, there's a lot of forgotten gems in there. I've been spending... Wow, a l- really? You know what you should really just, like, plug next? You know you know what's a really good new album? Led Zeppelin's 4. It's a very good album. All right. I've been listening to Willie Nelson's My Way, which is covers of Frank Sinatra. Surprisingly really good, interesting mix. You know what album is also really good? Dark Side of the Moon. I hear that's a very good record, too. And then finally, I'd like to plug Sting and Shaggy have an album together that was like, what? It's insane. <laughs> is it actually good? Good is not the word for it. It's interesting. It's weird. It's something you've not seen or expected or like wanted or asked for, but it's there, and you're like, Whoa. There's some songs I genuinely enjoy on there, and then some songs that like I I think are tr- so trash they're insane. Classic thing. Uh, I will say uh, I wanted to mention uh, we 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 haven't recorded in a while. I was going to talk about uh, Mac Miller uh, passing. Oh yeah, that was kind of sad. Yeah, that was very sad. Um, not that uh, like I was the biggest fan of Mac Miller, but I think just generally listening to his music, you can see that's a that's like an artist who like had improved a lot over the few years he was active and there was like a lot there that he could have done and it's sad to see him gone. It's also um, a shame to see the uh the drugs taking our uh, artists and our people. It's yep. very upsetting to see that in our scene. So Speaking of drugs, uh we haven't talked about um Elon Musk smoking pot and Joe Rogan. I have not talked to you about that. By the way, I have a theory about Elon Musk. If- Shoot. Tesla to ever go down, I think he would become Dr. Octopus. Wow. Okay, you think Doc Ock is, is Elon Musk? 100%. Interesting, interesting. Um, he's just I, a man trying to save the world, and, like, he's just too good for... He headbutted a car the other day. That's how angry he was. I will say the level of hypocrisy, though, that Tesla drug tests... Their employees. Meanwhile, Elon Musk is uh, freely smoking pot on a like public podcast. Is kind of like, oh, you want to talk about fucking hypocrisy? Did you hear about what they did in fucking North Carolina with Teslas in Florida? No. So what they did was they um. So apparently, the cars can get more miles to the charge. Than than uh than advertised. It's all the only reason that you're not able to get more miles to the charge is because of the uh software. So Elon Musk, because those people are driving us such long distances, lifted the software so people can get an extra hundred miles out of their cars. That's insane. Yeah, think about that shit. All right, so I'm coming out firmly against Elon Musk slash Doctor Octopus. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, pretty good rationale. Oh, by the way, one of my biggest plugs and interesting plugs in a while, the new Spider game, Spider-Man game on PS4, amazing! <laughs> Fair enough, I've only heard good things so far. Um, It's sadly only on PS4, though, and I have an Xbox One. Yeah. All right, well, uh, 
Uh, we'll leave you guys with that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, contact us about well, anything you guys want to contact us with. What? Are you going to put on a song? Oh, yeah. What, what do you want to end with? I think I'm still in love with you by Joyce Manor off of their new album, Million Dollars to Kill Me. All right. We'll end with that. Uh, I think I'm still in love with you, and uh, I'm still in love with all of you guys. Bye. Bye.